So have you ever wondered how it is that we can eat a carnivore type lifestyle and still get all the micronutrients and everything? That was one of the ideas that came to me when I was reading a question that Patrick showed me. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Hello, Wellness Warriors. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. So let's go through the question. Yeah. So I know you have mentioned that being a carnivore and vegetables are the way to eat. What about vegetarianism or and or vegan way of eating? They're still low carb, or according to her. That's what I, I understood from the comment. So actually, so. what I find interesting about that mm -hmm. question is I don't really believe that I typically push carnivore. Because mm. it's interesting. But I do say often that I have carnivore days because that's true. I have a lot of days where vegetables just don't make it to my plate. Mm. But if I understand the question, Jill, you're asking, well, if carnivore and vegetables are the way to eat, which to me then you're saying if keto is the way to yeah, eat. Yeah, because carnivore and vegetables don't go, right. <laughs> don't go together. Is there, a way to do, <laughs> is there a way to do that and be vegan or vegetarian? I have spoken to people who say that they are able to do vegetarian keto. I never heard of vegan keto, but vegetarian mm -hmm. keto. In my mind, I think it would be difficult. And part of the reason I think it would be difficult is just getting enough protein from vegetables so then the amount of vegetables you'd have to eat to get the amount of protein i feel like somehow you'd end up going over the number i've never personally tried it i i actually do feel for myself doing carnivore days is so much easier than trying to do a vegetarian day but like just for for our viewers and myself actually like a vegetarian uh is able to have some animal product and a vegan not or it's like the opposite like what about eggs, for example, and and some 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 oh, produce that have like a little bit more uh, protein than just like vegetation. So yeah, that's interesting. Actually, mm -hmm. if you put it like that, because I do think vegetarians at the minimum can eat cheese and okay. and milk products. Okay, so it's the vegan that people that yeah, don't like vegan that takes pro nothing from an okay, animal. So no, okay, no animal product from vegan. So, so so probably a vegan would be much harder to get like the proteins because then. The thing is, like, and I might be mistaken, but like, but the vegetation product that have more proteins are usually the legumes, and they're actually higher in carbs. So, so sticking to your twenty grams or less on a vegan diet, that would be really, really tough. I think. I think so too, but oh. I think you're right. I think mm -hmm. on a vegetarian diet, if you're allowing unless, eggs, unless maybe you eat just salad and higher fat like a dressing, but if you just eat leafy greens then you might be but like uh but then how are you going to get all the protein? proteins yeah, you, yeah. You, don't, you won't have your proteins your protein. that's what makes me a little nervous but i think that's also where a lot of the time you see people adding things so adding protein powders and this kind of oh, thing okay. yeah. and but uh, even mm -hmm. though it's possible for us we always try to help you guys to think about am i eating healthy the more processed foods in your day the less we can call that healthy eating now, I'm not going to lie and say I don't touch processed foods because I do have um, collagen powder that I use quite regularly, um, but it's not my protein source. It's actually something that I'm testing to see if I can get elasticity back in, in my skin. So I'm not eating that as a protein source. I, I really caution people against too yeah. many processed foods. Yeah, yeah. So what I could have had here is that like, vegetarian vegan are probably low sugar low added sugar diet but they're i don't think they could be 
uh, called low carbs like because to get to your number to your protein and well fat is not a problem fat is not an issue but like yeah the protein is probably harder to uh, to get if there's somebody but, out there doing hmm? a vegetarian keto yeah, i would fun. love to get some feedback on this because i've never like i said i one person told me that their spouse was doing it and but i didn't get a chance to speak to that spouse so i would love to talk to somebody who's doing vegetarian keto and just get more information about how are you managing what are your pro protein sources um, how do you feel? I mm -hmm. think that's the most important thing. How do you feel? How is your energy level? How is your body repairing and building and et cetera? Have you had your testing done for your markers to see if your everything's going well? So that would be a question mark for me. Mm -hmm. The interesting uh, talk I have uh, right now is that I have a colleague that went more like, um, I'm not sure if he's going vegetarian or more like Mediterranean way of eating, but to be honest, like his weight, like he, he melted, like in, in right. six months, he melted. Like, so, but, but I know from what he, he, he told me about his diet, that he's, he's, he's eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. So is that like, um, cutting out the added sugar and the processed food, making that big of a difference on your body? Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Oh. One of the things that's so frustrating to a lot of, um, well, was, frustrating to a lot of doctors before we started to understand how why is it that keto works and why is it that some people do well by doing vegetarian and the thing is it's do well for a while yeah okay so the, okay yeah you know it's like this is the thing is it, yeah like it's he melted because the toxins that he was eating are not there of course his body is going to be able to repair and do a lot of good things but at some point, it's still dealing with the extra sugar that he's eating and the fructose, if he's eating a lot of fruit fructose, yeah. that he's eating. So, so, you know, like maybe before changing this way of eating, we don't know what he was doing before, but if he was doing just a regular standard American diet, standard Canadian diet, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's still better yeah. what he's doing than what he was eating before. Our body does mm -hmm. adjust and our body does like it, because your body is constantly trying to build the best quality you you're going to get results until you can't get results anymore mm. right and then you're going to hit a, a level where mm. damage starts can start to creep back in yeah that's why that's why i was uh bring this up like like a, a, a warning for you guys because uh since you're if you're eating a lot of fruit you're having a lot of fructose and you're spiking your insulin and you're triggering the hunger and like you're you're not getting all the benefits maybe of a, of a real keto lifestyle so, it's going to be so. harder to sustain it mm -hmm. right like i feel like any diet where you take away some bad things that you're doing everybody sees some level of improvement right even on diets that you shouldn't be doing like some of those diets that we've heard of those fad diets of of way back when you know where you're just eating one thing and that's all you're eating like clearly you know we have to be careful when we're limiting ourselves on some level but the thing is that they work mm. they work until your body figures out what's happening and then it starts to adjust so even a calorie restriction diet will work until it stops yeah. working right so we need to understand that when our body starts to adjust then we see where the limits of whatever we're doing is versus in a ketogenic lifestyle your body doesn't need to adjust because what you're actually doing is healthy what you've done is you've stopped eating bad quality food and you started giving your body good quality food 
And because of that, there's nothing for your body to adjust to except accepting the better quality. Quality. That makes sense? I'm not sure mm -hmm. if I'm saying yeah. something. Yeah. Then the second part of the question also, are any of these eating patterns helpful for people with multiple sclerosis? So, so what I will say there is, is eating healthy is always good for everybody, mm -hmm. right? But then we have to add, if I have a particular condition, I need to know how the foods I'm eating will affect my particular condition. The thing that I will say, multiple sclerosis is um, related to the myelin sheaths that we build on our nerve cells, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And eating a healthy diet that has healthy fats actually should help because you're able to re either maintain I don't know if you could possibly rebuild, I have no idea, but at least maintain the sheaths that you still have. But these are things that you should talk to your doctor about because it's important for someone who has a specific condition, multiple sclerosis in your case, thalassemia in my case, to know how the specific foods that you eat affect what your body's trying to accomplish. So in my mind, I'm thinking multiple sclerosis, you need to know about those sheaths. In my case, I need to understand how iron affects my body right? We all have our individual things, but understand that even though I need to limit the amount of iron I intake, so all those leafy greens that you guys can get out there mm -hmm. and eat so readily, all those red meats that you guys can get out there and eat so, I'm not doing that. And yet still I've managed to live a healthy ketogenic lifestyle and improve my health 17 fold, mm -hmm. right? But it's by understanding what food is doing and then making the adjustments I need to make. So for you, what I would say is talk to your doctor and help yourself to understand how each of the foods that you eat affect your multiple sclerosis. If you don't have a keto-friendly doctor, I would look for one. Uh, they're more and more showing up now than yeah. before. So look for one and be diligent, like push. Don't just accept that the first person or the 20th person you call is not keto-friendly. Look until mm -hmm. you find one. Yeah, so maybe medication is not always the first answer. Like that's what we're, I know for sure for me, like, uh, but but I don't I don't think we can call more I don't I'm not sure if we can call multiple sclerosis like a metabolism something like blood pressure or like uh, something that can be fixed by weight for example I know blood I pressure like it, it, as it, my weight going down my blood pressure is going down too I don't but, think it can be fixed by weight but I do believe that we're there are a lot of a lot of these issues that we live because rather than eating real food we're eating processed garbage. Mm -hmm. And so if you consider, Jill, if you've been living the last 30 years using vegetable oil, margarine, and canola oil, and all these other oils, instead of fat and lard and the real sort olive oil, coconut, instead of using real food, your body was trying to build those myelin sheaths with processed garbage that it doesn't understand and is not going to build properly. So I do feel that some of these things, these metabolic issues that we live, so I do feel like multiple sclerosis could be affected by our poor mm. eating habits, even if it's not called a metabolic condition. Because if I remember, like, it's funny because, like, I wasn't sure what even was uh, multiple sclerosis, like, and, you, and you're uh, explaining with the myelin sheets. And my son, when he was three or four, actually has a little, uh, an episode where, his, his um, system was attacking his myelin sheet and basically what they explained to us is it was a it was caused by a 
for sure like uh, some kind of uh, uh, problem in the system but like uh, uh, what how they fixed it is by giving him a massive dose of anti-inflammatory medication so might be related to inflammation what causes inflammation like bad quality oils like those are super inflammatory so that's why we recommend like better we recommend we suggest better oils better food to help in those uh, those situations absolutely and we're not doctors like that's for sure but yeah <laughs> these are guesses like I, again you know like just having an idea of what multiple sclerosis is these are guesses mm. you know there's i think plaquing that occurs and all kinds of things that occur that I've heard many doctors um, discussing the fact that a lot of the plaques, even we have some brain plaquing that's happening that they believe has happened because of the poor quality oils that we're using and all the excess sugar that we're using. Um, so it's something to look into. Like I said, talk to your doctor. Um, get more information. I'm not a doctor, mm -hmm. neither is Pat. We're just giving you our guesses based on what we've learned. Okay. Another question from Esther, this one, I, knew, I did find it very interesting artificial sweeteners like what do we think about like that are we using it am i um, uh, like for sure like let's start with me i'm not using any or on very 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 rare occasion actually when i eat it i think when it's when you use it when you do those little dessert but you haven't done i think since last christmas <laughs> i think so uh so artificial sweetener yeah like uh we don't recommend them because and you're probably going to explain it like in, in more detail but they still trigger a reaction in your body that is similar to when you eat sugar so yeah so so there's multiple problems here and i think we do although to be fair we do still have artificial sweetener if we have diet soda that's the other oh, place yeah, that we have artificial sweetener so yeah to be to be fair <laughs> to be fair we so we do, <laughs> do i use them sometimes occasionally when we have a diet soda um mm. so that's part one so why are artificial sweeteners not something that we suggest and how do we use them so when we do have a diet soda it's always with a meal mm -hmm. always so if we have a diet soda it's because we were eating food and we like we're finishing up with our soda why is that a safer way to do it well because of this because when you taste the sweet you have a cephalic response so a brain response sugar is so toxic to us that as soon as your tongue tells your brain sugar is coming right away insulin is deployed to make space for the incoming sugar it's that toxic so if you're talking about weight yes if, if i if i eat artificial sweeteners drink artificial sweeteners and my body has this reaction but then no sugar actually comes what happens now i'm hungry because my body just put away a lot of sugar so one of the ways that we combat that like i said is that we eat when we're going to have a diet soda, right? With a diet drink so that that response doesn't ha doesn't trick our body into pushing us to want to eat food. Okay. Now, the other thing though, is that artificial sweeteners are just not good for your health. And honestly, like I've been trying to have less and less. It's something that I'm still working on human, right? I feel like the better option is actually just not using them. So, like for for all of you people that put them in their coffee because we have a lot of of, yeah. of you like viewers that comment that they put them in your coffee 
try to like try to get used to 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 like um to drink your coffee without them like i i've done it i was not a big uh, coffee like sweet sweetener before i wasn't putting a lot in my coffee but like it's something that i couldn't even uh, drink a coffee without uh, without sugar but but the less you have sugar or sugar like um sweet things sweet things like like the more it's going to be easier like for you to to get used to to it so Uh, try to get rid of if you had them artificially uh, artificially to your coffees try to stop that and as for soda yeah like you said we we like our soda once in a while but like the um the alternatives are, are plenty like you can have some bubbly water without the sweetener there's plenty of that uh like mineral bubbly um, carbonated mineral water is a good option too that that doesn't have any sweet uh, sweeteners in them and if you're still like cooking the keto friendly dessert like we often advise to stop <laughs> try to to get your your uh, your energy for your from your meals instead of like all the the things you added because they 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 keep you there they keep you wanting more sugar they keep you like always chasing the sugar so we advise to 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 try to stop those another drink that we've added that i think has helped me a lot is um so caffeine free nitro coffee in the evening i find like i make it not caffeinated but that nitro coffee in the evening it's like it's a nice tasty drink that doesn't add any energy uh, at all actually because it's just straight mm-hmm. coffee so um, just just explain what it is because i i maybe people don't know i know uh, i think like a one a big chain of coffee <laughs> has, has them but like, you decided to 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 bring your own equipment uh, home to to do that so basically it's a nitrogen infused coffee yeah so i mean i well i'm a very kind of do it yourself or <laughs> i like to do things i like to try to figure things out years ago i figured out how to make carbonated water so we'd make our own carbonated water at home and then i thought well how hard could it be to make nitro coffee and so it basically it's you buy the nitrogen if you have access to all the equipment and it's not cheap yeah, but it's a but fun project to put together and actually maybe I'll link below like the things that I did buy to get that project going for both the nitro coffee and for the carbonated water for anybody who's interested to know and the nice thing is that when I make it I'm using I'm everything's in stainless steel so i'm not having plastics and the estrogenic uh, issues that can happen but a nitro coffee basically is like he said nitrogen infused mm-hmm. coffee and, and it tastes delicious mm-hmm. and Very actually this one of the few times where i drink coffee with nothing else in it it's just the coffee straight that's it and it's terrific mm-hmm. however we have played around with flavoring it with vanilla i think we tried vanilla and we tried um like vanilla essence basically and we tried also almond essence Both of them were nice, but I still, I like it straight. I like it yeah. nice. It's just nice, a nice cold drink. So yeah. there are other things. This is what I'm my point though of bringing that up is that there are other things we could be drinking. Like once you stop, it's funny you said that because once you once you stop flavoring thing or, or or like making things more artificial, you end up liking the the nature of <laughs> what is this what it's supposed to taste. Yeah. So that's like funny when you get rid of uh, of the sweeteners and of the flavored things and. And, and and when you have it once in a while as a treat uh you can appreciate it but i don't remember what i tried cooking from my sons the other day but i had some sweetener left and uh in my cupboard and i was like oh let's try to bring like a little less sugar <laughs> into their life too 
and just uh, like opening a container and those like um, sweeteners are very like uh, light they like yeah, the particles can, can... and yeah, and yeah it just got in my mouth and i was like wow that was like crazy how how i could yeah overpowering like just a little like something that flow floated in the air I got in my mouth. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's really sweet." Even though if it's an artificial sweetener, you can like you taste definitely taste it. I believe that she also asked a question about meditation. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I do meditate. I the type of meditation that I do is an active meditation, so it's a, a mindfulness meditation. And so I believe that I meditate probably quite a bit, and oftentimes I'm meditating in a way that's just about moving through my day so just like calming one idea and then going to another so yes i do use meditation um but it's not necessarily something that i'm doing to get away from anything i just do it naturally i've taught myself to do it and i do it i think if you would ask me how many times a day i do it i probably couldn't even tell you because i do it i just do it it's a natural like it's just like part of what <laughs> i do and sometimes i'll notice it mm. and when people ask me about it i like i kind of realize oh yeah okay you know and but so I don't know how to mm. really, it's not a sit down in a quiet room by yourself yeah. for, for 20 minutes. That's not how I meditate. I meditate periodically anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes throughout my day, like on and off, on and off as I'm transitioning from one thing to the next. Yeah. I know you showed me that technique um, well, a couple of years ago, and I do too try to use it more and more. Uh, it will it will depends like some sometimes there's a better setup for me to to do it like the other day we were like when you we were walking working in the garage uh, i was like i went a little bit outside because you were doing some stuff that i couldn't really help and that's what actually i was doing like just being outside like you basically mindfulness you just uh, focus on your senses so like the touch like the smell the taste uh, the sight but sight for me i find it a little bit too um, like what not disturbing but there's come too much happening so like i i one thing that i do like is more relying on my ears when you just focus on everything you your ears can hear especially outside that we never pay attention to it's like all your processing power <laughs> of your brain goes toward that and it's a, a crazy feeling just to hear the the wind in the trees and like you hear some kids playing a couple streets and and you can actually reach pretty far like you're gonna hear a dog and and when you pay attention to those things it's very very calming so mm -hmm. that's like what i uh, i do like to do as in uh, in mindfulness uh, meditation one of the things that i often encourage people to do if you have trouble with the site is either mm. start off by looking at one thing but the other thing sometimes depending depending on how how disturbing you find it the other suggestion i sometimes make is to just look at the inside of your eyelids so just close your eyes and look at them okay. right so it's two different uh, techniques some people like that looking at the inside of their eyelids some people like to just pick something and just kind of look at it and what's cool about picking something and looking at it is that for example like you can see all the different elements of the camera lens that i'm looking at right now and the numbers written on it and the, like so it's like there's there's so much to actually see that i probably would not have been paying any attention to had i not just decided to start looking at the actual camera lens right and so these but, are this it's a way to just train yourself to use sight and the only reason that i try to get people to use all five senses all the time is because it's such an active meditation and if you happen to be doing it 
and not realizing that when you start doing it, you're not losing sight. If you were walking, you can walk into something or you can oh. fall downstairs or you can, right? So you, you want to use as many of your senses as you're using and like, or do it stationary. If you're going to do yeah. it, then do it stationary so you can't end up getting hurt. Uh, yeah. I remember one word of warning you told me uh, when, when you showed me that technique is be careful in the car <laughs> if you're driving. <laughs> That's yeah. an example. Uh, yeah. Or when you're but, doing cooking and you have a knife or whatever. Okay. So that's why I say getting practice in using all the senses is helpful. Okay. Yeah. And the idea basically is just to get away from what happened during the day or what's going to happen. Like be really like in the present moment, right? Yeah. Okay. If working on yourself is something that you're doing right now, these videos on screen are going to help you to improve your mm -hmm. health and mental health even more. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Pat Chat Edition. Love making these videos for you guys. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week.